Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening once again to the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin. I'm joined, as ever, by my co-host, Tom Walker. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, just want to get a little disclaimer out there. Straight off the bat, Tom, over 18s only. Right, yeah. Really want to hammer that home. And please make sure that everyone gambles responsibly before we... Uh, dive into anything yeah please do gamble responsibly guys now that's said and done um welcome to this week's show so recapping on last week very briefly it was a tough weekend overall wasn't it not just in terms of our tips and our trebles i think in general um a fair few teams kind of upset the apple cart a few coupon busters in there even man city uh through a wobbly and drew nil nil to Southampton. That was a big coupon buster, considering they were what about one to seven, one to eight, something really stupid like that. Um, but yeah, not too many winners flying around on Saturday five thirty, which is disappointing to see. But um, hopefully, this weekend will be a better weekend for us. We're recording nice and early this week um, on a Monday evening, so we'll get this out probably what Wednesday afternoon, Thursday morning. So plenty of time to. Uh, for you guys to listen and take in the tips for this weekend, which will hopefully be a much more profitable weekend for everybody. Yeah, I mean, you have to take just have a look at the championship as an example. Uh, I think only one team in the top 12 uh, at the start of kickoff won. So that is a little nugget into how the weekend went for most people. But Tom, we're not here to make excuses. We're here to get some winners so new week new opportunity really excited to uh get our teeth stuck into it absolutely so if you are a new listener here's what we're going to do today we're going to go through every league so premier league championship league one and league two we're going to pick out our betting highlights uh, from each of the leagues and then we'll wrap it all up in a bomb proof treble at the very end and we'll also do a few of the little bits like fantasy football etc etc so We'll look through the Premier League games to kick us off. And it kicks off with a real barnstormer. It's Chelsea against Manchester City. Uh, Chelsea currently leading the way in the Premier League. Man City in fifth. How can you see this one going? Because this is a a massive crunch tie, you know, only six games in. Yeah, it's huge. Massive game. Uh, Really excited to watch it, you know, uh, as a neutral and just to be entertained. I mean... I mean, I was looking at this game earlier doing my research and I was like, right, I can't go against Chelsea. They're at home. They look far too good. And I was like, right, I can't go against Man City <laughs> because even though they just drew uh, 0-0 with Southampton, uh, you know, yeah, sure, not the best result. But previously before that, they were absolutely class apart from the opening day and 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 they they look formidable, don't they? In this kind of strikerless uh, formation that they've reverted to off the back of the success of last season, and I, I just can't go against either manager. I can't go against either team. I, I just I'm looking for weaknesses, Tom, and I just can't find them. No, both so strong, aren't they? Um, I was looking at a couple of things uh, in terms of prices. It's not the the biggest things that we that we'll read out this show but uh double chance Chelsea or draw is four to nine so pretty happy with that I don't think like you say I don't think Chelsea will lose this game looking far too strong in all areas of the pitch at the moment um and I was also looking at Man City to score 
under 1.5 goals. So uh, that's also 4-9. I don't think this Chelsea side will concede many um, in a singular game throughout the entire season. I just can't see it. Um, even though Man City are Man City and they're capable of scoring plenty of goals, I just can't see it against this Chelsea side this weekend. So if Man City scored two, I'd be really surprised. So under 1.5 at 4-9 to nine for Man City. Yeah, I mean, I was flirting with both teams to score. It's four to five. Uh, yeah, I mean, Tottenham, I watched the Tottenham-Chelsea game on the weekend and Tottenham had good, I wouldn't say chances, but they had good territory and good intent. They just didn't really seem to have the quality to, to put it together. But, you know, Man City definitely do. So, you know, it, it just takes one moment of brilliance and, and look at all the players on show, you know, for, for City, mm. let's start off with Bernardo Silva, Sterling, Grealish, Mares. I mean, we could do this all day. You the know what I mean? Came back as well now. Yeah, exactly. So it just takes one of them to skin their fullback and smash it in the corner and, and it's game on. And yeah, it's, it's a tantalising game that could be settled on individual performances. And from a betting perspective, I think I'd go both teams to score. I like the double chance, Tom, but yeah, uh, I, I think it's probably best off just sitting back and enjoying, I think. Uh, right, let's move on to the next game. Man United against Aston Villa. United priced at 4-11, to the draw 4-1 to and Villa 13-2. to I'm looking at Manchester United to win and both teams to score. Uh, we see with Manchester United... More than capable of pulling a result out, but they are also conceding goals as well. They've they've only kept one clean sheet in six games across all competitions this season. The price for that is fifteen to eight, so just a shade under two to one. Um, yeah, like we say, we've seen Manu score plenty. Ronaldo's reinvigorating them uh, going forward. Villa scoring plenty as well at the moment with their th- off the back of scoring three last week against Everton. Um, so yeah, I think. Villa could pose a threat offensively, but Manchester United should have ultimately too much. Are we not just reading out Ronaldo first goal scorer and just forgetting the rest of the the match? I that feel like we should. True. Yeah, well, at <laughs> least at least any time goal scorer. Any time, eight fifteen, bloody hell, <laughs> unbelievable! First, first or last scorer, nine to four. Um, no, nah, it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna stop eventually. I think. Uh, yeah, Tom, match result, Man United over two goals in a uh, kind of bet builder will get you 20 to 21. I really like that. Um, that kind of covers your Aston Villa. Uh, you know, if United decide to throw one in. Yeah, Villa, decent, weren't they? Beating uh, Everton 3-0. Obviously, big step up in, in calibre of Oppo here, but... Yeah, I feel like that covers all bases, to be honest, and I'm really interested in that. I like it. Yeah, good price. I've got to tell you, I don't like the scheduling this weekend. Chelsea, Man City and Man U Villa both kicking off at 12.30. Not happy with that. Not great, is it? No. Um, Anyway, three o'clocks. Everton Norwich is the first one. Everton priced at one to two. The draw three to one and Norwich 11 to two. Uh, Norwich, Norwich, Norwich. You know, we said on the pod last week, I wasn't impressed. They had to kind of get something against Watford at home and uh, they've lost again. They've lost again. I can't go for anything from a Norwich persuasion, 
even more so now. Everton one to two. I know they got panned by Villa last week, but I'm just going off how how bad Norwich's results have been here. I expect Everton to win again. Yeah, definitely. Everton to bounce back. I mean, Norwich, Daniel Fox won five of 43 uh, in the Premier League for Norwich. Do they sack him this season? I don't know, because what's the, I know their aim is to stay up, but I, I get the feeling that even if they go down, I don't, I don't think anyone's going to be devastated. I feel like they'll just be like, well, we've got the, got the calibre. We've got a decent amount of finances. We've been in the Prem two of the last three seasons. Parachute payment, all, all that stuff. They must be absolutely minted. So yeah. they, must be, they must be thinking, well, you know, why sack him? Because when we go down, we've got the man to bring us back up again. I, I don't know. It's a weird spot. But um, yeah, any other club, you know, they, maybe they'll be... Uh, if this was Watford, bloody hell, it He'd have gone after uh, after the first game he <laughs> lost, probably. It's just different different ethos. It's one to two for Everton. Uh, I I'm a little bit cautious to go for Everton against anyone um, apart from Norwich. I think um, I think Everton were were riding a crest of a wave a bit. One to mm. two, I'm not interested, but they will win. Yeah, um, I'm just thinking. Off the top of my head, what's the worst losing streak to start a Premier League season? I don't know. I don't know. Norwich must be getting close. <laughs> five games lost on the spin, yeah. I know Frank De Boer at, at Palace lost five on the spin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the answer to your question, Tom, is seven. And it's a joint record. Uh, Portsmouth, 2009-10. And Palace, Tom, 17-18. So you were, you were spot on. Wow. That was probably a bit of uh, Roy the Boy as well when he first yeah, came in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Norwich have got Everton this weekend, could make it six. Then they go away to Burnley the weekend after that for their record equaling, potentially record equaling uh, game. Anyhow, we'll see what happens there. Uh, but we're in on Everton for this particular weekend. Uh, Leeds West Ham is the next game nine to five for Leeds, 12 to five for the draw, and seven to five for West Ham. Uh, I don't know about you, but I think I'm going to go West Ham here. Uh, unlucky, I guess, losing late on to Manchester United um, at the weekend. 7-5 to five looks a good price, especially against this Leeds side, who are just really failing to get going this season. Um, currently sat one place outside the relegation zone. No wins from their five games. Conceded 12 goals, scored just five. Um, very unleads compared to last season. So I think West Ham can take advantage of this Leeds side whilst they're, whilst they're struggling. Yeah, I mean, Leeds have scored in every Premier League game apart from one. So on that front, not too worried. But yeah, uh, you just kind of uh, mentioned it. It's the, the defence. I mean, they're letting goals in left, right and centre. And they've got a West Ham team who are sat in eighth. But, you know, they've got their tails up. They'll probably want to wrong uh, what happened to them. Uh, against United. Ben Rama looks very exciting this season. Uh, three mm. goals in five already for the Algerians. So, yeah, I'm all in for West Ham. But you know how Sheffield... I mean, this is blowing my own horn, but 
Remember when I said Sheff when Sheffield United finished their season, I, I said that it might be a season of, of transition. I, I want to say I, I didn't expect them to go down, but I thought they might struggle. I don't yeah. get this feeling with Leeds. I, I, this isn't going to last, in my opinion. It's just no. a blip. Uh, they'll be absolutely fine. They'll finish mid-table, I think. Yeah, well, like you're saying, the scoring goals just need to start keeping it yeah. a bit tired. Eventually, it's gonna it's gonna turn around. Eventually, there. I think yeah. they've got too much to uh, to struggle for much longer. No, I'd agree. Um, Leicester Burnley. Then shall we look at that game? One to two for Leicester. Three to one for the draw, and eleven to two for Burnley. Um, on the nose, I'm just not sure. Uh, to be honest, uh, Leicester far from convincing so far this season. I'm actually looking more personally at both teams to score. It's not typically a game that you'd associate as being a both teams to score game on the face of things, but 19 to 20 is the price. Five consecutive meetings between the two sides have been both teams to score. Uh, you've got three two ones, a one all and a four two in recent meetings. So that's what I'm going off for this particular game and tip. I'm all in on Leicester. Um, digested the form so far to start the season a little, little careful, a little more carefully, and they've lost to West Ham heavily. I expect West Ham to be in around, you know, top what eight we'd say. Um, yep. They have lost to Man City, no disgrace. Uh, they have beat Wolves. They have beat Norwich. We think that's pretty much a given at this stage. They have drawn at home to Napoli in the Europa League and they've lost to Brighton. I think Brighton will finish top 10. I don't think that's a disgrace. And also, I don't mean to bring up refereeing decisions often on the pod because it's, it's kind of boring and repetitive. But my God, Leicester should have got a draw out of that at the very least, if not a win. So I'm, I'm not put off by Leicester. I feel like a similar calibre of team to Burnley, they've... They've done okay against, and yeah, mm. I, I expect Leicester to win. Do I want to back them, Tom, at one to two? No. No, it's a bit short, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, much better things that we've got throughout the AFL as well at similar prices to one to two, and you know the teams we'll read out are in much stronger form than what Leicester are in at the moment for the same price. Um, so yeah, not particularly backable on the nose, Leicester, but yeah, like you say, maybe they should get the win. Um, Watford Newcastle Watford seven to five the draw eleven to five and Newcastle twenty one to ten. Uh, either of these you fancy or or watching brief? I think watching brief. I'd I'd side with with Watford. I think this is a season where Newcastle go as close as they have done in recent seasons. Bruce is going to go this season. I'm almost convinced. Yeah. Um. I feel like this is Saar against Saint Maximin. I feel like this is two yeah. kind of pretty average teams with two superstar wingers. Uh, maybe it's just a case of which winger is going to do the most damage for their team. I don't know. But mm. yeah, uh, seven to five. I would side with Watford if I really had to, but I think there's better stuff in there. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, right. Final game, 5.30 for Saturday. Brentford against Liverpool. Brentford price at 11 to two. The draw fifteen to four and Liverpool four to nine. Now we said last week on the pod, Brentford at what nearly four to one to beat Wolves away looked way overpriced. Um, turned out that was that was true. Won two nil uh, despite having ten men in the second half as well. I think 
Liverpool will win at four to nine. Um, the price is actually pretty good for Liverpool if they do win. Brentford just scare me. Um, I get the feeling about Brentford so far this season. I get the same feeling that I had about Wolves maybe a couple of seasons ago where they were just a real tricky, tough team to play, especially against the big teams in the league. Um, Lots of nil-nils, one-alls, close one-nil losses. I'm getting that vibe about Brentford. I think this is going to be far from straightforward for Liverpool. Uh, I disagree. Well, no, I do agree. Maybe just not to that much extent. Yeah. I think it will be uh, Brentford will will ruffle some feathers, and they were really they've been really good, haven't they? Really, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, if the season finished now with them in ninth, it would be a monumental achievement. Uh, but I think Liverpool have last year with all the injuries and and stuff like that. They they had a bit of a of a bad year, but they look well back. I mean, they're they're top of the league. I, I feel like. People aren't giving them enough credit. People are more focusing on Chelsea and Man United, maybe because they've made more transfers and people just gravitate towards that and City. But mm. Liverpool, yeah, they haven't strengthened that much. I think it, off the top of my head, it's just Konate at centre-half. But they're top of the league and top of the league for a reason. And they haven't lost any of the last six away games, winning the last five. So I don't see why... I'm not. I mean, I don't see why I'm not backing Liverpool to to beat Brentford here. If this game, classic Tom Walker line, but if this game happens ten times, Liverpool win at eight or nine comfortably. No, did you use that one before? <laughs> my favourite. <laughs> no, I think maybe why they're not getting looked at as much as Chelsea. Perhaps the teams they've played so far this season: um, Norwich, Burnley, Leeds, Palace. They're the teams they've beat. Uh, beat them yep. all well, beat them all to nil, comprehensively. Um, the one game where they've played a bigger side, it's been Chelsea and they drew one all. Um, so, yeah, maybe just until Liverpool start picking off some of the, the team in the upper echelons of the league, then maybe they'll be taken a little bit more seriously. Maybe maybe that's why. I think that's totally fair. Um, Sunday then, Southampton against Wolves, uh, 29-20 for Southampton, 11-5 for the draw, 15-8 for Wolves. I I don't know, mate, to be honest, I'm nothing here for me. I don't know if there's anything that you like. Yeah, I do. Under 2.5. Uh, that is priced, I think, fantastically at 4-5. Um, mm. okay. I, I, think, I think that's a great price. I, just, I like that. Yeah, just look at Wolves. They can't score. They're in. They're in a lot of trouble. I think. I think we have to. And when I say we, I just mean like the football world. I think we we need to forget that this isn't the Wolves that were going toe to toe with all the big teams with Jota. And yeah. I know they've got a couple of injuries. Like this is a bad team. This is a bad team. And the manager Bruno Large is is in trouble. I think. I I can't see him lasting um you know the season put it that way if this carries on because it's been really poor and then you've got Southampton uh, they've drawn a blank their last two games the Man City one maybe I'm being a bit harsh because they're probably delighted with the with the scoreline but fact of the matter is that they haven't scored in those two games and yeah I just I, they've only scored over one once this season in the league is when they drew 2-2 away at Newcastle. 
yeah, I just I just don't see them scoring, to be honest with you. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's a a cracking price. Cool. Yeah, I like it too. Uh, backed it last weekend, didn't we? Brentford against Wolves and it came in for us. So yeah, mm-hmm. let's go for it again. Uh, Arsenal Spurs then into 4.30 on Sunday. North London Derby, Arsenal priced at 8 to... Sorry, Arsenal priced at 11 to 8. The draw 9 to 4 and Spurs 2 to 1 outsiders. Now we've seen Arsenal kind of turn their form around a little bit. Back-to-back 1-0 wins against Norwich and Burnley. Uh, hardly the creme de la creme of opponent, but it's a start. You've got to start somewhere and uh, they're building towards better things. Whereas Spurs, on the other hand, have been pumped 3-0 in consecutive games against Palace and Chelsea. Uh, Harry Kane yet to get on the score sheet. Um, struggling. I think the Spurs side in general look like they're struggling at the moment a little bit. I was, I know I've just mentioned Spurs are kind of struggling and Harry Kane struggling in front of goal, but... I am tempted just to go both teams to score at four to five. And that is, historically, the games between the two sides at the Emirates, six of the last seven have been both teams to score. Um, Tend to be fairly entertaining affairs uh, at the Emirates in particular. So that's the kind of historical statistical angle I'm going down here for this one. Interesting. I I think I like the look of Arsenal uh, at 11 to eight. You're exactly right, Tom. And you've got one team in the ascendancy and one in the descendancy. Um, Tottenham obviously started off so well, but they've reverted back to type, haven't they, really? Yeah, well, that opening day win against Man City feels a million Bloody miles hell. away. Feels like it wasn't even them, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, in the Premier League, they've only scored, as you said, one in the last three. And that was a 1-0 home win against Watford, where... They were unconvincing. Watford were really good that day. Um, they've beat Wolves in the league. And we've just mentioned now how bad we think Wolves are. So it's just that Man City victory, really, that's keeping them afloat. Because if you take that away, they've been rubbish. Yeah, I feel like they're yeah. getting a load of credit for that win. It was just a an opening day, you know, kind of win that they managed to pull out on the day. But, you know, they weren't swashbuckling or... And, and they haven't been since. I feel like they're getting loads of credit. On the yeah. other hand, Arsenal, yeah, you know, it's only uh, two, three games ago they they lost five nil against City, and it's not exactly uh, it's not exactly you know. I'm not saying oh Tottenham are awful and Arsenal are fantastic. If we have to remember what happened a few games ago, I feel like it's probably a low quality London derby compared to what we've been used to in the past. Yeah, maybe side of Arsenal, eleven to eight. Cool. Okay. Um, well, we've got another derby to look through on Monday night football. Palace against Brighton. Palace are seven to four. The draws twenty one to ten, and Brighton are thirteen to eight. Slight favourites for this one. Um, Brighton have started the season fantastically. They're in the Champions League places. Four wins out of five games. Uh, Twelve points gained out of a possible fifteen. Um, they've not had the best record in this derby against Palace. Um, the last win came five games ago. Uh, seven of the last eight games have been both teams to score, however. And 19 to 20 is the price for that one. And, and that is where I'm looking for this particular game. Yeah, I like it. I mean, one little wrinkle I'll add there, Tom, is when you talk about records, etc. Three of the last four visits to Selhurst, they've been unbeaten. 
So, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but I, I just isolated the away form. And it is a little bit better. Uh, they've played each other a lot, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the last couple of years. So, yeah, I, I'm all for it. I think this would be really entertaining, to be honest with you. I, I'm mm, really I looking agree. forward to it. I agree. Yeah, I think that 19 to 20 for both teams to score, especially considering the stats. And you're saying as well, at Palace, each of the last four games at Palace um, have been both teams to score. So looks good to me. Yeah, I like it. I mean, we've got Zaha, Trossard, uh, Welbeck, Morpé. You've got all these players on the pitch. Um, yeah. yeah, both teams score looks good to me. Cool. Right. Well, that wraps up the Premier League. Then let's move into the Championship. Anything you want to get us kicked off within the champ? Yeah, um, I, I'm not put off by Stoke. Still, um, I know they haven't won in their last two: uh, a home draw against Barnsley and an away defeat against Derby. I, I feel like the Derby game, the the Rams could have gone one or two ways. They could have imploded. And gone, oh, you know, boo-hoo, feel sorry for ourselves, blah, blah, blah. Or they can do what they did and credit to them. They got their back up, didn't they? And they really they came out swinging. Yeah. Um, so credit to them. I'm still not put off by Stoke. What I am put off about is Hull. They have been pretty rotten, to be honest with you. And in their defeat against Sheffield United, another team who, you know, uh, they've picked it up recently, but they're hardly setting the world alight. Didn't, they didn't show me enough anyway. I know they had moments, but they didn't show me enough. And yeah, I still fancy the Stoke side finishing the top half. We're still looking at a team that's lost two of eight games. Uh, so yeah, um, they haven't lost at home yet either, sorry. Uh, played four, won three, drew one of them. I don't see why Stoke don't win this game, even though... They've had a little bit of a wobble. Four to six for the Potters. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we're speaking about Spurs beating Man City on, on opening day, feeling like a distant memory. Hull beating Preston 4-1 away on opening yeah. day. Yeah. Jeez, that seems like a very distant memory. That was their only win of the season. In the league games after that, they didn't score for the next six. And they, they sneaked one towards the end of the Sheffield United game. So you know, they were close to going seven games in a row without scoring. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm all in on Stoke as well. Yep. Uh, another team I'm all in on is on Friday night, Coventry at home to Peterborough. Seven to ten for Coventry. Um, surely, surely this has got to come in. In Coventry, we've got the side who are top of the championship home form table. So Coventry have played for 1-4 uh, back at the Rico. Peterborough, on the other hand, bottom of the championship away form table. So they've played four away from home and they've lost all four away from home, conceding 13 goals in four games. So that's, what, an average of, of over three a game. So their away form is terrible. Coventry's home form is brilliant. 7-10 to 10 for Coventry, the home side, to get the win, surely. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Um, yeah, Peterborough showing signs um, on Saturday, but I think they're going to need more than that because, yeah, Coventry really enjoying. I mean, you've got the fans back in the stadium cliche. How about being back in your hometown and having yeah. fans <laughs> back in the stands? <laughs> so, Coventry are riding that wave on like a double note, really. Yeah. So, 
yeah, all in on the sky blues there, Tommy, uh, for sure. Uh, I am looking at Reading, early kickoff klaxon alert. Uh, Reading, Middlesbrough. I, I like the look of Reading, to be honest, Tom. Um, have a look at Middlesbrough. They This season, they've won two games. One of them, I'm, I'm not counting, basically. I feel like they should have it removed because beating Forest and the state that they are in under uh, Chris Hewton should, should almost not be allowed. Um, so if you take that away and you know, kind of isolate that. It's just a one win at home against Bristol City. I think that was the third game of the season. Uh, they're in a bit of a pickle. Just lost at home to Blackpool, lost away at Coventry, and drew away at Derby. These are teams that surely Middlesbrough should be looking to beat with the players at their disposal and, and the kind of promotion specialist in the dugout. And Reading, Tom. I was really worried about Reading at one stage. Uh, I thought they might get sucked in and go down, but at six yeah. to four at home, I had a look at their team that they played against uh, Fulham. It's pretty good. Uh, I don't know anything about the goalie, Southwood, but Tom Holmes, Michael Morrison, Andy Yidham, Baba Raman, Alan Halilovic, John Swift, Ajaria, Dele Basharu, Hoyler, Laurent, like, that's a that's a very good team. I don't know what formation they played because uh, obviously Zhao is is missing at the moment. I don't know if Hoylet played up front, but I like the look of Reading at the moment. They're they're uh, bouncing off two very impressive performances. Not only results, they beat Peterborough three uh, one. They beat Reading two one away. Previously, before that, they drew three three with a QPR side we like Tom. So not sure why I'm not. Back in the Royals at six to four. Yep, I can uh, definitely see that. I've got them down myself. So yeah, completely agree. Um, for me though, boing boing, boing boing, <laughs> boing boing. What's that? <laughs> it's the baggies. No, it's not. It's the I new thought... manager bounce. Oh, I thought it was West Brom. I'm not. I'm not tipping West Brom. <laughs> Jeez, I told you. I told you on the pod actually last weekend. They're unreliable. Can't trust them. Oh, proved okay. right. All right, who's the new manager bouncing? Well, uh, as I say, we're recording this on a Monday and the expectation is by Tuesday or at the latest Wednesday, Steve Cooper will be uh, announced as the new Nottingham Forest manager. So, 7-4 to four for Forest to win at home this weekend against Millwall, I think is a great opportunity for Steve Cooper to get a win in his first game as Forest boss. Um we're just off the back of the tuna win against Huddersfield away from home. Really morale boost in that one. And I think Millwall are a team that they're a good side to play. You know, if you're at home, you could pick a few teams in the league to play for your opening for your first game at a new club. I think Millwall will probably feature quite highly on that list. Um, pulling up no trees this season. They're in eighteenth place. They've won one of eight games. Away from home, uh, they've played four this season. They've not won any of them. Uh They've got problems conceding goals. They've conceded in every single game apart from one this season. So problems at the back for Millwall. Um, and I think everything is set up for Forrest to get to get a to get three points in Cooper's first game in charge here. I don't think we'll batter him. I think we could get a, a two two nil, two one, something like that. But I think seven to four for Forrest is a good price. Uh, uh by the way, first of all, totally agree. 
Second of all, uh, if it is Cooper, give me a 10-second um, review on that appointment for yourself. Um, I'm not disappointed. I'm not thrilled. I think it is a pragmatic, practical appointment. He will work well with the young players we've got. Uh, I don't think the football will be fantastic, but he will probably get results, and that's what we need right now. Agreed. I think as long as it goes, look at Sabri. We had banners, we had songs all about Sabri. The football was rubbish sometimes. Uh, we were sitting back just trying to hit people on the break. It wasn't exactly thrilling, but it was winning football for the most yeah. part. So, yeah, that's where the banners and the songs all come from. You know, if, if you look at Hewton and obviously his defensive outlook and kind of everyone being, you know, on the sh- the shackles well and truly on, shall we say. Uh, if you don't yeah. get results, the Forest crowd will will uh, be disenchanted very quickly. So I think it's a it's a dangerous appointment, but one that I'm quietly excited about. This is a guy who had his team on course to break the all-time championship defensive record. So at least mm. from that perspective, it looks good. Yeah, definitely. Um, any more from the champ for you? I mean, Sheffield United should beat Derby, but I feel like in this weird spot, and like I said, all credit to uh, Derby, they've kind of come out of this absolute mess that is going off kind of buoyant and on the pitch they look all right uh, four to six Sheffield United should beat them but I'm a bit wear, a bit wary about going against them and then uh, I can't not tip Bournemouth Tom they're top of the league they're eight to 15 against Luton Luton haven't won in five games in that five game stretch was a five nil home defeat to Birmingham and they drew three three against Swansea on the weekend. But that tells not even half the story because they were 3-0 up at half-time and just basically capitulated. So they can't yeah. be feeling great about themselves. And Bournemouth, they look fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, Jaden Anthony and Jordan Zamora are one of the stories of the EFL so far. Billing, three goals from seven games in midfield. You know, we haven't even mentioned Marcondes and Brooks, etc. They should get that done, surely, at home. Yeah, yeah. you'd think so, wouldn't you? Um, and that then rounds up the championship tips. And also, for the first time this season, we've tipped neither Fulham or West Brom. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. I don't trust them. I don't trust them. They're very capable of throwing a wobbly at the moment, them pair. They're loving wobblies, aren't they? Yeah. Looks yeah. formidable. Didn't it? But first five games, yeah. <laughs> thank God it's not because we'd be complaining that it, it was boring. So, <laughs> and they'd be at one to three every week. And yeah, that's true. That yeah. Well. Our heads would fall off. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, let's move to League One then. I'll get us kicked off in League One. I like the price of Plymouth this weekend, seventeen to twenty. They're at home against bottom club Doncaster. Plymouth, I think. You know, I'm going to put it out there now. I thought Plymouth would be fighting relegation this season. Yeah. After the back end they had to last season, uh, fairly goal shy in the second half of last season, conceding lots of goals. I thought that would probably carry over into this season. Um, I didn't see enough change, but proving me well wrong, they're in fourth at the moment. Um, 14 points, two points off top. So 
yeah, I may as well jump on the bandwagon whilst they're doing well and, uh, and you know, back them to get a victory again against this Doncaster side who, like I mentioned, rock bottom of the league. They've played five games away from home um, in all competitions this season. That's four in the league, one in the Carabao Cup. They've lost all five games, so they're travelling really poorly. Um, and I think, you know, it's a fair old trip, this one. Doncaster to Plymouth. They're going away to this Plymouth side who are very buoyant on, you know, very very much an upwards trajectory. And I think I think three points for uh, for the Pilgrims. Yeah, they're playing really well, aren't they? Yeah, they've totally kind of changed their ethos. I felt like last season, you could never trust them defensively, ever. And really? literally, one preseason, and this is credit to Lowe and all the players and his coaching staff, but they've changed like their whole kind of reputation and ethos. And now they're this team that's really hard to break down. It's, it's commendable, really. Um, yeah, I am going to back Lincoln. 15 to 8. Wonderful price away from home. Yes, Tom, I can hear you complaining already. Um, they lost against Ipswich to hand Ipswich their first win of the season. But previously, before that, they were looking really good. And I was really impressed and happy with what I saw. And Jimmy Floyd, cash in the bank, just got his team, got Burton up in and around the playoff spots. And now he's decided he doesn't like that. He wants to drag his team away from relegation again because that's where <laughs> that's where they're heading. Uh, they haven't won in their last six. So it doesn't tell all the story. You know, they drew away at Bolton. Good result. Drew against Gillingham. Gillingham, you know, mid to lower table. That's not too bad. Drew against Cheltenham. Cheltenham are in ninth. You know, it's, there's there's been... Positive signs, but I think Lincoln will go there and they'll get the win. They're still obviously looking towards Anthony Scully for goals, five and eight for the Irishman. And yeah, I mean, Burton relying a lot on Kane Hemmings, he's never been prolific. And I feel like I feel like they're they're lacking a, a real marksman. Uh, and for me, yeah, Lincoln fifteen to eight. I think we'll be looking back at that, Tom five o'clock on Saturday, wishing that we'd lumped on because I, I think they'll get a decent win. Well, I'm, I'm not touching it with a barge pole. Bloody hell, really? Why? I'm not going anywhere near it. I, that, of all the games, I thought you'd tip in this league. I didn't think you'd go with Lincoln. Why? What's wrong with Lincoln? Burn, they're, they're tough tough to beat at home. They're unbeaten in five games at home this season. Not bad. Um, <laughs> Lincoln, crap away from home. They're only one. Uh, I'm not bothered. No, I can't. I'm not. No, not, not for me. Not, not for bothered. me. Joe Burton's top scorer is Lucas Atkins. He's he's been at that club for so long. Atkins. Oh, Atkins. Sorry. He's he's about a billion years old. He plays right wing back. He, like he just that to me. The fact that he's still their top scorer just shows to me how little danger. They carry sure, yeah, they're, they're tough, but they don't carry enough danger. And I feel like you, you're going to need to score at least two against Lincoln to get a draw because they're so good going forward. And I mm, can't I see, think, I can't see him doing it. I think you're giving Lincoln far too much respect this season. I think you're disregarding him. No, well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we will. Uh, talk, talk to you in. Talk to you in May. 
Uh, anyway, I'm going to look at Cambridge against Fleetwood, and this one screams goals to me. Fleetwood on their own haven't kept a clean sheet for 13 consecutive games. Um, Cambridge United games have had five of the last six feature over 2.5 goals and four of the last five both teams to score. Fleetwood's games, four of the last five have been over 2.5 goals and five out of five have been both teams to score. So I I think you can uh, tell which way I'm going to go with this one. Both teams to score is priced at four to five or alternatively over 2.5 is uh, 43 to 40. Oh, that's an interesting. That's a very fruity price. That is a fruity price. So we'll go, we'll go for the we'll go for the over two point five right. over the both teams to score because I like that that fruity forty three to forty. Yeah, love it. Absolutely love it. <laughs> um, right. Okay. Interesting. I don't think I've got any more in League One, Tom. Some some exciting games, but in terms of a, a gambling perspective. Uh, okay, League Two then. Um, I'm going to get us kicked off with what I think is the price of the weekend. I can't believe it. You know, look, you're scanning down the list. You're thinking, oh, yeah, they should beat that team. That team should beat that team. And then you look at the odds. And I, my eyes lit up at this one. Mm. Leighton Orient, 5-4 to four, to beat Mansfield. So you've got a Leighton Orient side who are currently in second in the league. Um, three wins on the spin. And those wins, you know, the last two, just gone away to Bristol Rovers, won 3-1. Prior to that, beat... Oldham, 4-0, beat Bradford at home recently, 2-0. They're in fantastic form and they're at home against this Mansfield side without a clean sheet in 10 consecutive games, not one in seven consecutive games. Rubbish conceded three goals against their opponent in in four of the last six games. Really, really struggling at Mansfield. Um, So I just can't quite understand why Leighton Orient are above evens but I'm going to gobble it up because I think they should get another comfortable win here. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree, mate. I, I, I mean, this is a lovely segue into mine. It's not as strong, but I'm going to back Forest Green, and I feel like mm. I feel like we just have to. Yeah. Um, they're top of the league. They're against Chan. I wish that this game was about three weeks ago because Chan Mia looked absolutely dead on their feet. Um, they managed to get a 2-0 win against Salford uh, on the weekend to get their uh, first win in a couple. Uh, previously, they'd lost to Rochdale before beating Hartlepool at home. I feel like, say, exactly the same what I said with Lincoln, Tranmere are going to have to score at least two here, I think, to even get a draw because Forest Green have been absolutely relentless this season. Yes, uh, they're, you know, previously before scoring four against Stevenage, which is mightily impressive. They only got one against Northampton and then zero against Exeter. But they're top early for a reason. They've been easily the best side. Rob Edwards, I mean, what a start to management for the Welshman. Mm. He's, he's, he's got this team absolutely flying. Matthew Stevens is like a man reborn. Six in eight. Jamil Matt, we know all about him. Five in eight. And yeah, I'm really excited about Forest Green. I think it's their year. And I think they'll win on Saturday, despite Tramir's little upturn. Five to six. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they will as well. Um, 
Anyhow, yeah, I think I've just got one more for League Two, then I'm done. Um, Rochdale, three to four, at home to Oldham. So this is an Oldham side who currently prop up the Football League, just one win from their opening eight games. 14 goals conceded, which is a, a joint league high. Uh, Rochdale have kind of picked themselves up. You know, I expected them to win last weekend against Mansfield. Unfortunately, they didn't, but they are unbeaten in seven consecutive games now. They've won three of the last four, uh, and I think they should have, especially at home, too much for this kind of struggling Oldham side. Um, you know, Oldham's away games have lost four of the last five, uh, conceded four goals in a couple of those as well. Um, I think Rochdale should get a win here. Yeah, I, I know you... You kind of went down this alley, didn't you, on the weekend? We'll, we'll review the last week's trebles in uh, further detail later on. And yeah, are they. I, I kind of like Rochdale. I think, yeah. you know, I don't think they're going to be. They're not going to win the league, I don't think. But, you know, they. No. I, I was really worried about them when they got relegated. They seem to, you know, they lost their manager. They lost a lot of their attacking, kind of promising players that almost kept them up last season. And I was really worried they might do the, the old double relegation. Um, but credit to them, they've uh, bounced back well. Yeah, definitely. Anything else you'd like to look of or shall we wrap it up and uh, look at the bomb-proof troubles? Okay. Uh, by the way, I don't think Warsaw are a very good team, to be honest with you. Sorry, Matty Taylor. Um, but I'm really not convinced by them. I think they'll be in that lower third. But do you know who's worse than Walsall? And that's Bristol Rovers. <laughs> this game, I'm going with the home side. I'm going with the Polish capital at five to four. They have won three. <laughs> they've won three home games in a row, Walsall. And Bristol Rovers. Tom, I know I I literally just read this out to you off air because I was whilst you were talking, I was still searching to try find Bristol Rovers' last away win. It was a four-two win away at AFC Wimbledon, which seems absolutely mad now because Wimbledon are this kind of decent attacking League One side. December the fifth, twenty twenty. So we're not a million miles off that being a year. Not wow. a million miles off. Uh, so. Yeah, Bristol Rovers, they're in an absolute mate in a state, Bristol Rovers. They are <laughs> currently level with Scunthorpe uh, in terms of goals, in terms of points, aggregate, goals scored, um, goals conceded, everything. I think they are outside the relegation on alphabetical order at the moment. Um, so they're, they're pretty much playing like a National League side. And Walsall, they're only a point better off, but recently they've managed to put a little run together, and I think that's all that Walsall need. It's a dangerous one, so tread carefully, but Walsall, five to four. Mm, yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah, Bristol Rose are absolutely shocking. Oh, they are shocking. horrendous. Um, okay, well, that then wraps up the tips. Let's look at last week's let's look at last week's bomb proof troubles and bring you this week's bomb proof troubles. After you. I should have done a jaw treble, to be honest, <laughs> yeah. because we wanted all games to win. It, it actually turned out all my games drew. Um I had Rochdale against Mansfield, Rochdale drew one all, Sunderland 
against Fleetwood. Sunderland a three-way 2-0 lead late on to draw 2-2. And Sheffield Wednesday to win at home to Shrewsbury. And they could only draw one all. Yeah, mine, I mean, one winner on mine. So, very similar story for the contradiction treble, is what I called it. Wickham did the business for me. They beat Charlton 2-1 at home. Uh, Lincoln did not do the business for me. They lost at home to Ipswich. And Hartlepool didn't do the business for me. They drew 0-0 with Oldham. Not the best, but as ever, new week, new opportunity. So if you're new to the show, this is where me and Tom are now going to read out our treble that will be back in this weekend. We back our own bets with £10 stakes, but we only want you to back our bets with what you can afford to lose. Please gamble responsibly. Tom Pipkin, take it away. Right, here we go. I like this one. So we're going to go one for the champ, one from League One, one from League Two. Starting in the champ, and I'm going for that new manager bounce with Forrest. 7-4 to four for Forrest to beat Millwall. League One, Plymouth to beat Doncaster, 17-20 to 20 for Plymouth to win at home. And finally, price of the weekend, Leighton Orient at home to Mansfield, 5-4 to four for Leighton Orient to get the win. Uh, £10 example stake returns £120.19. Bloody hell. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a big gamble on Forrest, isn't it? Um, in terms mm. of Leighton Orient and Plymouth, think they're probably two of the best bets of the weekend. It's just, it is a big gamble on Forest, but yeah, I do like where you're coming from. Uh, potentially, this is why, this is why I like it with Stephen Reed in charge, you know, after, I mean, it's a, the tiniest sample size you could possibly ever imagine. But after what I saw against Huddersfield, if Reed is in charge again, still think that Forrest can beat Millwall. I agree. Definitely agree. Still, I, do you know what? Even with Chris Hewton, I would still feel like Forrest have a slight chance. Because No, I haven't. No, I haven't. <laughs> no, I haven't. This is a winnable game. A very winnable game for the Reds. I'm trying to back you up here. Yeah, no. No, You're I appreciate chucking it. chucking me under the bus. <laughs> right. I'm kidding. My, uh, my treble... Uh, so I'm going to start off with two in the championship. It is Bournemouth uh, to beat Luton, 8-15. I'm going to go for Stoke City to beat Hull at 4-6. to six, And I'm going to go for Forest Green Rovers to beat Tranmere Rovers, 5-6. to six. £10 on is going to return 47 So not exactly the, uh, the barnstorming returns of yours, Tom, but... Still feel like it's got great chances. Yeah, that's beautiful. I like it. Fingers crossed that comes in. Uh, Tom, I, honestly, I don't even want to talk about fantasy football. I, I like I'm being deadly serious. If it was up to me, this part of the show would just be cut. But so if you, well, I've got to ask the question, mate. I'm sorry, but. How well did you do and where are you in the league? No, I just, I, everyone can see. No one needs to, we don't need to read it out. I just want you to bask in a bit of glory because I'm assuming you did well. Yeah, not really. My finger was aching, scoring all the way down the league to find you. Bloody <laughs> hell. You are doing badly, aren't you? This is, um, this is maybe the worst ever year. Maybe. I think it is. Well, it can't be much worse. You 
246th out of 249. That you can't get. <laughs> right. Um, I feel like Daniel Farker. <laughs> um, I'm in 149th. I got 58 points. I did all right. I feel like we're just doing this for everyone else, aren't we? Because we are yeah. bloody crap. Yeah, average was 55. I got 58. It was just one of them meh weeks, really. Just did all right. It's just, it's not um, good enough, though, is it? No, we we'll read out the top 10. Average is not good enough. Yeah, read out the top 10. Yeah. So we have got from from 10 to 1, uh, Jason Coburn, make sure I pronounce that one correctly. Joe Burrows, Jordan Turner, Chris Hindle, Richard Tyler Evans, Sean Hayes, Tom Arnold, Philip Duna. Vincent Rayner and still top of the league is Danny Davy with Davy Mokiev. Just a lead of four points. Danny's on 408 points. So if you aren't in the league and you have a fantasy football uh, on the official Premier League app, you can join our league. If you're ahead of 408 points, you'll join the league and sneak your way right to the top. £20 free bet on offer for the winner. Uh, whoever wins come the end of the season. So yeah, please do get in touch, get the league code and, uh, Join the fantasy football league. Do you um for the Cincinnati Bengals of the NFL, their quarterback is called Joe Burrows. Do you think it's the same bloke? Yes. Right. That's what. That's what I wanted to hear. I, re- I reckon he's our first famous listener. Really. Right. Love it. Well, if you're famous and you listen to the podcast, as an aside, just get in touch and let us know. I want to know if we've got any famous listeners. Yeah. Well, maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I would love to know. Do you remember one time we tried to get Emil Heskey to be the the pod ambassador? My God, I blew up his DMs because he signed a deal with a Chinese gambling company. So I thought he might want to join us. But I, I don't know if he's replied as of yet. (laughs) <laughs> I don't it. think he had if if he had we'd have been all over him like, five seconds after that that reply came in God you're not <laughs> wrong uh, if you want to join the discussion and just the general uh, you know, keeping up to date with the pod uh, one of the best things to do is follow us on Twitter T underscore FB podcast especially during midweeks because we do tweet out exclusively on there um, some tips for Champions League and uh, midweek EFL, and we'll probably do an EFL Cup one uh, by the time you've heard this. So, yeah, join us there pretty, please. Yeah, and if you had enjoyed the show, please rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. We'd really appreciate it if that was in particular on Apple Podcasts. We've got 114 reviews. We're at 4.8 stars out of five. We just need a few extra five stars to tip us over back into the five-star realm, which is where we want to be. So, yeah, if you do get two minutes, not even two minutes, 30 seconds, please. We'd really appreciate it if you could take the time to do that. Please. We're absolutely begging you. Please. <laughs> please. 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 Right, anyway. Please. That's it, please. I think. Please. <laughs> I think that's it, isn't it? Yeah, that's all. Um, yeah, so good luck for everything you put on this weekend. If it's your, your own bets, things you've gained off the pod send us in your bet slips and hopefully your winners um, throughout the weekend as you get them we love to see them yeah thanks guys please review us kidding thank you bye